This is Lori Frary, and welcome to Pressure Valve. No long intros, just long content. Hi, this is Lori, and this is my new friend, Carolyn, and we just decided to chat after we hit base at the same time on somebody else's thread on Facebook. So this <laughs> yeah. is our first time that we're chatting and we're just going for it and hitting the record button. So there you go. Nice. Um, <laughs> yeah. I just want to throw in one of the, I think one of the main topics that clicked between the two of us was, what was it, nanotechnology? Yeah, talking about- A lot of people will talk about nanos, but they haven't dug real deep into nanos. And uh, I could tell that you have, and I certainly have for a very long time. Yeah, we're kind of comparing notes on our different perspectives of how we've come into what we know historically and up to the present. So, So yeah, I was talking about how 2020 kind of uh, kind of blindsided me because I thought that I was surrounded by like-minded community where we kind of had this understanding not to trust the systems, the kind of official mainstream media and government and a lot of folks that I was in community with were part of the whole kind of Occupy movement that over the years devolved into more and more kind of extreme, you know, left liberalism, which I knew that was happening, but 2020 kind of (laughs) sealed the deal on how far that had gone and that I was not actually in a community, alternative community. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, And now when you say Occupy, you're talking about Occupy Wall Street movement, right? Yeah. That whole okay. movement that was, you know, very kind of anti-corporate and calling out the the elitist 1% and... The banksters. Um, yeah. And that was when I think that conversation went more mainstream. Right. Interesting uh, enough. Until- interesting enough, um, I and a friend were the two people who started Occupy Wall Street in our city. Oh, really? I mean, right after it, right after it happened, right after it got started in, uh, in New York, we opened a face Facebook page and went for it and said, we're all meeting at bank of America, downtown on main street, blah, blah, everybody be there and have your signs and banners. And (laughs) hundreds of people showed up the very next day. It was a trip. Yeah. I mean, that's, kind of how it was for me in Oakland. And it was at the time, you know, it felt very revolutionary and grassroots because of that aspect of it, you know, just being like, okay, we're going to occupy city hall tomorrow. And then you show up and it's like all these hacker kids and, like all, you know, people organizing democratic processes and meetings and so there was an energy to it that was was very interesting and fascinating well you probably figured out just like i did that either it was not grassroots it was astroturfed from the beginning or that it hijacked so early on in astroturf and so yeah yeah Yeah. And that was actually the last, 
the the few times that we had that going on here, I guess maybe for about a month, month and a half. I mean, we stretched it out. That's the last time I've been on a corner or held a protest sign in my life. Yep. And I never will Me again. Too. <laughs> Me too. I feel you. I, I get it. I've watched so pretty much every underground and activist movement get hijacked and, you know, totally devolve into into the very forces of oppression that they yes, claim to some be agenda. <laughs> yep. Yep. Somebody's exactly. agenda or some yeah. divisionary agenda to create more. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So, all I, well, yep. that's definitely something we have in common right there because yep. uh, people accused me of trying to be a leader. And I'm like, wait a minute, somebody had to organize. There's a whole big right. difference between leadership and organizer. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then they, you know, watched enough on TV or videos uploaded of what was going on in in New York that they started trying to mimic the whole process. And right. it, anyway, I won't belabor that point, but that was definitely one of the last awakenings I had about PSYOPs, hoaxes, <clears throat> organized uh, protests, yeah. the whole thing. And from that point on, it actually made me pretty hopeless for a while because yeah, I, I thought, wow, if we can't even do that anymore, how in the yeah. hell are people going to get together to protest to the level that we need to today, you know? Yep. And I so know. protest is a joke. Stop it. Forget it. It's irrelevant. Yep. The only thing that is left to us at this point is all the nons, the non-participation, the non, uh, you know, non-violence, non, the whole, all the non-stuff right. <laughs> because you all, you just have this like every man for himself. There's no way getting together to do some action is going to be the way to stop this whole, I mean, think of it now. It's not just local city state and country now it's worldwide the whole takeover the world economic forum the new world order crap the whole thing i mean it's yeah it's everywhere now and so it's become so systemic and so well planned and so yeah i mean i i say you know if you are planning to do anything that actually has impact you better plan for getting hijacked and taken yeah. over you better have some plan for infiltration and know how to spot that because that's exactly what's going to happen with anything that gains any kind of momentum or power for actual yeah real change. i watched it i watched it in the yellow vest movement in in france for example yeah and people came in with their all their other agendas you know wherever a crowd forms and an agenda starts, then all these other agenda people come in and try to yep. hijack it with their agenda. And yeah. It was the same thing with the trucker thing up in Canada. Although yeah. they they already were pretty hip. They knew they that were kind savvy. of thing was. Yeah. 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 
And so they, you know, they got a lot farther than I suspected they would. But at, I agree. at the end of the day, uh, you know, it still same came thing. out yeah. the same. Same thing. The I only know. one I yeah. ever saw in the last, oh, maybe, I don't know what, 15 years has been uh, the, the Bundy Ranch deal. That was interesting. You know about that one? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the Cowboys decided, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> we we've got guns, we've got guns and we're not messing around yep. and there was a few little bureau of land management guys and you know here all these guys show up with their shotguns and their pistols and the federal government had to go hmm oh we do we really want to escalate yeah. is this is this something we want we want to hang our hats on here or are we going to have another Waco. <laughs> no, we don't need a black eye over this right. stupid cattle ranch thing. That that one was, you know, one for the for the good guys, for the cowboys. But it what it, it was it was because they said, okay, we're going to step aside and just kind of back off on this one. Yeah, and it was smaller. It wasn't as you know massive and chaotic. Right. So right, that's a factor okay. too. Okay, so I want to, uh, because this is the thing that connects us, I want to jump into this um, biological nanographene, nanobots, sure. nano world. Yeah. Um, yeah. And interestingly enough, I was just watching, I think, a 2007 interview, one of the last interviews that Aaron Russo did with that god awful Alex Jones, but Alex Jones aside, Aaron Russo. I don't know if you ever watched his one of his you know interviews or any of his films, but he was my rock star uh, as far as truthers go. Right after nine, you know, well, a few years after nine eleven happened, Aaron came on the scene. And it was kind of like he was the one who led me into one of the things that we got to get rid of is the Federal Reserve in and of itself says just on a worldwide scale, the banksters, because the banksters right. have been controlling everything for a very, very long time and will continue to do so sure. because that's where the money comes from. And so I put a ton of weight in defeating the banksters okay and so because of that i put a ton of weight in defeating the nanotech yeah because the nanotech is this insidious undercover kind of nobody everybody seems to know about it but they don't know enough about it and they don't know right the insidiousness of its use no, and the technology behind it. No. Yeah. I mean, it would be like if you went out on the street and talked to a hundred people, you know, like did the man on the street interview and said, right. What do you know about nanotechnology? Mostly you would get probably 90% eye roll, right? You know what I yeah. mean by eye roll? <laughs> totally. like, yeah. Okay. And so people think you science go, fiction. Yeah. Yeah. It's science fiction. Okay. And so yeah. even though they've seen movie, lots of movies probably already 
uh, with Nano as the bad guy, (laughs) as the evil force. Okay. Yeah. And so I started looking into nanotechnology in, I believe it was 2008, maybe nine. I, because I stumbled, a girlfriend and I, who uh, was a fellow truther, stumbled on this website called Data Asylum by Slap oh, yes. Bio, uh-huh. Bio API. Okay. And yeah. when I saw Bio API, I'm like, what the hell is that? And the reason why I stumbled upon it was because I was doing research on Morgellons. You know what? Morgellons. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. so. I'm trying to figure out, okay, I've already delved into chemtrails, know the whole rabbit hole of chemtrails. And so people were relating chemtrails to this Morgellons outbreak and the certain people that would get these fibers growing out of their skin and their skin yeah. calling and itching. And and the some of these fibers were moving literally you could pull them out of your skin and they would look out of them under the microscope and they would be moving and you're like wait a minute what can make a fiber move and then bingo nanobots nanotech and so when i started digging into it and i found this website and if i don't know who put this website up whether it was truly a whistleblower an insider in in the technology of nanotech or whether it was an early attempt at um, limited hangout information, knowing fully well that people would look at it and would just go, oh, this is so conspiracy hoaxy stuff. It's just too goofy to be real, right? Some of the uh, terminology that was on these pages, it was probably maybe like five pages deep, you know, five headers across the top that you could go down and look at all the information that they, you know, provided. They used, frequently used the word payload in, in when they were talking about chemtrails, that that was one of the primary methods of oh, dispersal. Right. Yep. And, and so they were calling the nanotech the payload in oh, the wow. chemtrails. Okay. And so when I started thinking about that, the chemtrails and, and that they, you know, people were screaming about barium and strontium and aluminum and all of these, you know, toxins that they were putting in the chemtrails. At the same time, people were testing water the day after, you know, a bad chemtrailing day, and they weren't finding those ingredients in, in massive amounts enough to be alarming. Of course, they weren't, weren't looking for nanotech because no. <laughs> nanographene, I mean, what it, nanographene is like, like less than a hair wide and less than a hair tall. <laughs> it's like, well, it's nano. Particles are a millionth the size of a virus. Right. I mean, they're so, so you, small, you, you don't even know what you're looking for. Virus, right? right. You can't even see a virus in a microscope. So, you know, a millionth the size of that, you need very specialized equipment to even detect nanoparticles. Well, yeah. I mean, the, the like the most powerful electron microscope. <laughs> yeah. 
Exactly. When I, when, as time went by and I kept this word payload just kept coming up in my brain over and over. I also remembered, and I used to revisit this site, you know, maybe every couple months I would go back to it and it was up for years and stupid me didn't go and capture all the pages and the videos and, and all of that on, on the website, knowing full well that at some point, someday it was going to get scrubbed either by the person who put the website up or by them. This website went into the whole concept of self-assembly and so on, because that's how these fibers that these Morgellons people were being created under their skin, right? And so as, as more time went by, I thought about, well, so is this something topical that's getting in people's skin like a tick? But no, it's coming from inside out. Well, that's one of the, the skin is literally one of the excretory systems of the human body. Poisons and toxins that are inside, one of the ways that it gets out of your body is out through your skin, right? Through your pores. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and this, I'm, then I'm going to shut up and I'm going to let you talk. Okay. So then, um, All of this information has been in there for a long time and it's just been brewing and stewing. And then suddenly one day I started thinking about, well, everywhere I'd, you know, I'm on Facebook and I see all these people that constantly posting photographs of chemtrails. Oh, we're really getting bombed today. And look at all of these stripes in the sky. How does anybody think this is normal? And so on and so on. And I'm thinking, hmm, okay, this has been going on now that I've been literally watching it. I know it's been going on further along back than the first time I noticed it, okay? But I'm going back to 2008 when I really started seeing it where I live. I thought, if they're literally putting nanoparticles in, let's just say it's not some special spray. Let's just say it's in the jet fuel. And then I'm thinking by now, all over America, all over the other countries that I know are getting sprayed all the time, everything's covered. There's nano every fucking where, okay? Yep. And so if it's everywhere, then that means it's in the it's in the air, it's in the water, it's in the soil, it's in the animals, yep. it's in the plants, it's in the people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So we're all saturated with it. Already. Pretty much. Pretty much. All right. So what do you think yeah. about that? Where does that lead? Well, I have a very different perspective than than maybe most people who are interested in this topic because I I work as a energy healer, health coach, and I help people to detox these and other toxins from their body. So that yeah. is where my primary interest developed on this topic because I was finding that when to really get to the root of of healing with people I kept encountering certain 
blockages hitting a you know a kind of wall where you know we would get we would make a lot of progress but then there's always this kind of wall that we would hit that didn't allow me to access the root of healing of getting to you know the the kind of core layers the bottom layers that we needed to in order to completely resolve an issue and this has perplexed me for for quite some time even though i knew about nano nano reality <laughs> knowing about it and being able to deal with it and come up with solutions are two different things it has taken a lot of research and and studying how how these materials behave and what they're doing um, to understand how to detox them. The nano world is, in a lot of respects, a whole different scale of the universe, much like outer space is, or underwater reality, right? It's like a different set of laws, and, the, and reality operates differently at those scales. So understanding what's happening at that level does, it's taken, you know, a lot of time to kind of unravel that. And something like graphene is complex because it, it behaves, it has a behavior that is, it kind of takes on a life of its own, or it seems to have a mind of its own in terms of how it, it operates in the body because of this phenomenon that you, you kind of touched on it, like it's self-assembling. It's called teslaphoresis. It can be controlled remotely via electromagnetic energy because it it's, acts as a superconductor at the nanoscale sure. mm-hmm. and in the body. And it actually becomes self-replicating and and multiplies in the body by binding or bonding with other metals. And I think that's why there's all these other nano metals appearing in the chemtrails and that's where that the emphasis on all that stuff is coming from is because of the way these metals interact with graphene. One of the one of the things that I started thinking about when I was investigating the truth of this Morgellons or Morgellons, however people prefer to call it, say it, phenomenon mm-hmm. was well, if we're all getting nanos in us and we're all susceptible to the same air, water, soil, foods toxins add it all up then how come only these people are having these issues that led me down the rabbit hole of targeted individuals yeah i don't know if you've ever been down that rabbit hole but i feel about (laughs) as sorry for those people as i do for people who have been abducted by aliens right because no one believes you no one understands what you're going through it is a real phenomenon. It is yeah. a real activity that happens. People do yeah. get targeted. And yeah. by whatever agency or power that be has put any certain person on the list or not, whether they just have the right blood or they're the right age or they're the 
descendant of somebody or they're yeah. just being used as an experiment and it's yep. random or whatever the case may be. It all, right. it, it led me to, well, if this material is susceptible to electromagnetic energy and uh, other wavelengths that some of us may not even recognize or pay attention to may not even have been told they exist yet because you know most of us are sitting around waiting for science to tell us right. what they've discovered oh, lately right yeah totally <laughs> so and so i'm thinking if i add in the the nanotech and i add in the self-assembly and i add in other you know nanotech is not just little graphene oxide particles i mean it they're they've made no. they've made some pretty small tech that is programmable okay well yeah like you, you the did. smallest computer in the world right now is like a grain of salt next to a piece of rice i think it's important to keep in mind that any technology that the public knows about the technology the military has is about 50 years ahead of easily yeah easily and i've had i have had very i've had boyfriends whose families you know were in the military that that would tell me insane types of technology that they had and were experimenting with so yeah, think, we have no idea what's going on, what's been going exactly. on in the bowels of DARPA, for yep, sure. That's right. Exactly. And, and it makes sense. Of course, they're not going to broadcast that because, it, you know, you have a military advantage if you have the latest tech that is so mind-blowing that your enemy's not even going to imagine what could happen, right? That's how or it's you, always been throughout time. Like, there's there was a time still, when... Yeah. A cannon was like a stealth bomber, right? Yeah, if you exactly. Had a cannon that could when blow the your Gatling gun away. was invented, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like they wouldn't see it coming, and it would seem like a miracle, or you know, like God's doing, you know. So exactly. Well, years so. ago, I stumbled on a television series called Eureka, <laughs> and it was this goofy, hoaxy goofy show about kind of like DARPA. It was a secret underground base where they were doing, you know, all these great scientists who'd been stolen away from the public sector and put into this place where they, you know, just experiment on stuff, just do whatever yeah. you can think of. And, <laughs> and this show was about that. Okay. Yeah. And, okay. and so when I, when I was watching this show, that was one of the things that sort of wised me up to, because of course they had the evil guy and or woman who was running the place, whatever. It's been so long ago, I hardly remember, but somebody would come up with it, invent something that they thought was, oh, look at this I've, that I've come up with. This would be great for humanity. And they're like, wait a minute how can we make a weapon out of this? <laughs> and, so, and so until we know, until we know that it can't be weaponized against us, we can't release it to the public. Right. Yeah. Because some exactly. evil guy can make a weapon out of it. Yeah, and totally. And so that's kind of, I think 
where this whole Yusuf Nano got started was people, you know, let's yep. say some guy said, oh, well, we can make these little creatures. I mean, what was, yep. there was a movie like when I was a kid where they shrunk people down to go and be injected into the bloodstream. Oh, I and remember that they, movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really <laughs> hoaxy. Okay. Yeah. But Okay, but that's the concept. We can go in and repair the heart or the lungs, yeah. or the, you know, on this microscopic level. Okay. Yeah. And so yeah, yeah. from a good guy standpoint, that certainly sounds like something if you can, you should, right? But right. if you can come up with a good thing to use, and I always use the hammer as the analogy, you know, somebody came up with a hammer to help build a house but you can take that same hammer and bash somebody in the brain with it and they're dead. So yeah, that hammer exactly. is just a tool in the hands of whoever's intention is be it's being totally. used for. Yep. And additionally, you have, you know, I think a lot of scientists and medical professionals do believe that they are inventing something good and amazing for the world. But the problem is they're all working in silos. They're all kind of in these separate departments working on one tiny aspect of a technology. So they don't see the big picture necessarily of what they're developing and, and where it's going and how it's gonna be used eventually. Yeah, kind of like the Manhattan Project, exactly, <laughs> where everybody it, was compartmentalized and they didn't know. You know, we don't know what we're making here. We're just making. Right. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So, in so in my in my thoughts about this whole nano, however many decades now, I've been hearing all the fear mongering, uh, truther, gurus, everybody from Alex Jones talking about the elites and the banksters and all the different people who. Re jumped on the bandwagon to report about what they were finding from the World Economic Forum or any of these other agencies with their agendas, you know, Agenda 2020 and Agenda 2040 and blah, blah. And, and you know, of course, all of that's real and all of that's honest and true. But a whole lot of it, because it's so heavily mainstream now, I mean, Let's just say two years ago, you could go down that same street that you were going to ask people about nanotech. You could go down that same street and say, what do you know about the World Economic Forum? And they wouldn't be able to tell you anything. But suddenly two years later, it's like a buzzword. And everybody right. knows the evil Klaus Schwab and, you know, Yuval Harari and all the other characters now that are associated with the whole World Economic Forum. Part of me says that that is uh, a distraction, that yeah. they don't actually need to implement a whole lot of those plans because they're already setting traps with possibly nano that you won't even know the day <laughs> that you get actually Absolutely. activated. Absolutely. I mean, you yeah, just I won't know. <laughs> I think most people don't understand that they already have these technologies in their body. And I do think the entire COVID narrative is very much a distraction from the real bioweapon and mind control technology that is already been unleashed on the world. Well, and the same thing with the whole vaccine uh, narrative yeah. and the push, push, push and 
it was very easy yeah. to see that, you know, certain people were going to get in line and get their jab. And then there were going to be a certain percentage of people. They already knew what that percentage was going to be. And they already had a narrative planned for the anti-vaxxers or the pushbackers or whatever you want yep. to call them. And so yeah. that whole narrative played out over the last, what, year and a half. Now here, here we are, year, two, year and a half, two years ago, everybody was talking about the COVID pass and the ID 2020 and all that stuff. And now you don't hear anything about it anymore. Poof, gone, done. No more, yeah. no more conversation about it. And it's like, yeah, okay, it's well then why did they even bring that up? Why was that something put out there to you know, scare people that, oh, you're going to get chipped or you're going to have to put an app in your phone if you want to, you know, go out on the street or go to the store or anything. Well, and here we go. Now we're all, we're, we're uh, talking about CBDCs. That's in the forefront of everything, right. you know, narrative right now. CBDCs. Yeah. Year or so ago was the internet of things and the internet of bodies and everybody's yeah. talking about all the same things and putting out all this freak out, you know, Oh my God, we freak out. And I'm sitting back going, I'm learning it. I'm understanding it. I'm absorbing it, but I am absolutely not going to freak out about it because I'm kind of done with the freaking out thing because yeah. they just right. keep freaking us out with the technology yeah. that they could have done to us five years ago, but didn't. And now they're telling us about it and they have no intention of using that because they already got the next generation or the generation of, after that of technology that they can do yeah. without even telling anybody. Yeah. And people are so distracted that they don't even look into it or or believe anyone who points it out. Well, you know, the apathy like now, that's set in at this point is just over the top. The apathy is just you know, unbelievable. It really is. And I think that is more the point of the agenda is to to just wear people out completely till they don't know what is up or down or right or wrong or you know what i mean it's just or who's friend who's who's friendly or yeah. you know who's not yep. and exactly who, who do i believe you know yep. they got yeah, the whole no you got all the doctors on YouTube and then Rumble and Odyssey and every channel. And well, we're being censored. And so we're going over here and they're all saying something similar, but just a little bit different. This one doesn't believe in viruses at all. This one doesn't believe in contagion. Right. This one believes yep. in viruses, but they don't believe in the vaccine. And and it's like, yeah, you, totally. you, you could make one of those like Excel spreadsheet things and put all their names on it and go and tick down the box. Do they believe this? What do they not believe that? And then see, weigh them out. Like who, who has the most knowledge compared to what I do and belief system compared to what I do and so on. And it's exhausting. It's absolutely exhausting. Yep. Yeah, I get and, it. it. And is. so I just sit back on my own and, you know, every once in a while I do a podcast with somebody that's interesting. Like I found you to be interesting and I, you know, think about, and I keep just analyzing what's really going on and what's really, and you know, at this, at, at the end of the day, I have to keep zooming out 
I mean, way out and keep looking back down and go and say, don't get caught up in that thing or this thing or this thing, because that's what they're trying to suck you into that vortex. You got to keep zooming out so that you can understand the big picture agenda. And it's always been, and it always will be control. It's always going to be about control and it's always going to be about the monetary using the the monetary and now the medical system, putting systems together that allow them to create some quasi utopian society for the ones for the ones of their group who believe they're doing this for the greater good of mankind to save the world and save humanity and then those at the top of the food chain who are like laughing at those idiots for their you know belief that that's what they're all after and in the meantime it's really about siphoning up as much money as they can and about controlling the useless eaters and then depopulation because there's too many people it's pretty simple it's it, you know, it is classic it is. evil agenda I mean, totally it really is it doesn't vary much over time it just gets more <laughs> technologically sophisticated <laughs> well yeah but yeah. it's basically the same plot as it is the it's you know very the old plot story. they've been playing for the last hundreds of years or thousands, thousands of years. years yeah 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 okay I mean, it's so, so then old you, it, it begs the question okay since this is now become such a long time of this plot and yeah multi multi generational okay yes we're talking since you know the days of noah kind of thing you know oh, totally it's the and, beginning of recorded history yeah okay so if that's the case there has to be some entity that pushing this Behind agenda it. okay right. that's been here that whole time and yeah. the only one I can think of is good old Satan himself. Now, whether or not you believe in any of that narrative or not, logic says that some strong force has to have been using these humans, these people, yeah. over multiple generations. Yeah. It's not just secret society crap. There's so many secret societies that they, they actually fight amongst themselves and try to try to take over for each other. Yeah, totally. No, I think there is, you're right. There's some demonic aspect to this that defies. In my opinion, and I've been on record as saying this and some people are okay with it and some people are not. not. Again, I don't care. I can't care. But the whole idea is that they are trying to destroy as many humans as they possibly can in order to keep as many humans as as they can away from God. That's my opinion. Now, whether or not you even believe in God, it it doesn't matter to me. But the the point is there is a long, long long-term spiritual battle between good and evil and we're just like in this little prison (laughs) unable to escape 
and just have to do the best we can with what we have to work with when we're here, period. Yeah, I mean, I I believe that our entire experience is, it depends on the lens that we're looking through and our lens depends on what Correct. we believe. Yeah, on right? our worldview, exactly. Yeah, And so exactly. I don't challenge anybody's worldview anymore and I don't really let them challenge mine because right. mine has taken me my entire life to come to. Sure. And I'm one of sure. the most open-minded people you'll ever meet in your life. Right. So once yeah. I believe um, something and that's why I've that's why I'm so stuck on this method, this nano method, because it's so small and insidious and can be so compartmentalized that there's probably people in all these different industries. <sighs> Who was I talking to the other day? Something about fabrics. That, oh yeah, we were talking about that in our was that thread. you and I? Okay, the, yeah, yeah. okay that that they've been infiltrated this nanographene into fabrics. Okay, we know well, they implemented it into plastics and foods and clothing and all of this stuff. Either is on right. the outside or the inside of going into the inside of our yeah. bodies. Exactly. So there's no escaping it. Yeah, it's, it's all, we're we're all we're all infected with nanotech. Now, then you have to it begs the question, all right, so what are you going to do about it? Yeah. If, you know, you can either get all creeped out and go, you know, start itching and scratching and, and detoxing yourself until you like almost die or whatever. And you, you know, it's up to the body itself to expel it. And that's putting a quite a burden on our, our systems, our body systems, because from what I understand, these nanographene oxide particles that we're talking about here are almost to like little razors to our bloodstream mm -hmm. and our, you right. know, internal organs. Right. going around, you know, cutting their way through. That's only one aspect of it. The other aspect That's, of yeah. it is, is doomsday clock in your head of when are they going to activate me or it or them? Maybe some of these people that are actually dropping dead that everybody's talking about died suddenly are actually dying from that and not from mRNA vaccine ingredients yeah. because it's in there. <laughs> that's what's in there it is it is everything in life is an experiment um and it all depends how that experiment turns out depends on your beliefs um i do believe in god i do believe there is a consciousness that we're all connected to that you know creates the world that created our bodies it is the same power that heals our bodies. And we, as humans, what's so special about us is we can tap into this power consciously and, you know, bring it into our reality. If we believe, have the beliefs to support that. Okay. So some right? people would call that prayer. Some people sure. would call that meditation. Some people would call sure. that the power of attraction. I Lots There's of different, different ways to describe the same thing you just talked about. Okay. Sure. I'll yeah. call it prayer for my purposes. 
And I literally said on my, on a podcast, the first time I talked about this openly and said, I don't know if you all know this or not, but you all got nanos in you. We all do. And I said, you're listening to me say this and you're thinking, oh God, now now that's just one more thing I got to freak out about. And I said, but uh, here's what I'm going to do. And, you know, I'm going to advise you to just consider it. And that is pray to God that you will be healed from these or that you did not take this into your body of your own volition, like the mark of the beast, for example. Okay. Yeah. And so you're not responsible for somebody poisoning you because that's the equivalent. I mean, you are being, we're all being secretly poisoned because nanographene oxide is a toxin. Yep. It's known to be a toxin. In my opinion, I mean, I'm not going to make this all about a sermon or anything, but there, I can't think of anything we can do by ourselves, which is kind of serendipitous about this whole thing, is that if, if the agenda is to take, keep as many souls away from God as possible or damn them or ruin them or secretly convert them to the evil side, uh, the demonic side. And as we look around the world, we see that's happening in leaps and bounds everywhere anyway, right? I mean, those guys are winning. They're winning some big time numbers. I don't intend to be one of those numbers. So I'm going to fight the whole thing. And to me, knowledge is power and prayer is power. And if you know what you're praying for, then to me, that's a, a much stronger message than God, thank you for saving my soul or God, thank you for, you know, healing my injury or my cancer or whatever. And I've watched enough healing, what are you, testimonies out there in the world that I know that either people believe it so it works or it does work one or the other but people have been healed of some pretty horrific things so i feel like i I only have one option yeah i can try to help my body and detox and i can try to make sure here's the key to me my body is one thing my mind is quite another i'm pretty i've been pretty strong about having my own mind my entire life my own beliefs Mm -hmm. my own thoughts my own mind and not be just persuaded by popular stuff or people or other people's worldviews or so on i do have quite a fear of being taken over by being mind controlled by some idiot at the other end of a (laughs) hacker's computer or whatever and making me do something or think something that is not my own thoughts. That's, that's a horrific idea. Yeah. As important of something to pray for or to try to be cognizant of is, are these thoughts my own still? I, I've known people who say that they have had dreams where they have no idea why they had that dream or they don't have anything in their 
matrix of memory bank that would put together for that strange dream. And they actually started believing that when they were in the dream state, they were like in the dream docking station (laughs) and they were being fed dreams that were not their own dreams. And how would you ever know? Right? Yeah. I mean, you would have to have some connection to real reality to know the difference, to have a contrast between real reality and, and manufactured reality. Well, I mean, okay. So I look at the, the whole concept of all these, what seem to be innocuous things they're talking about all the time with the internet of things and the internet of bodies and the thread that you and I met on shout out to Josh with, with him writing that story, or I'm pretty sure that was one about the, the eye vacuum, the Roomba. Uh Was that the thread? I can't remember. I think that was it, that he wrote this whole story from a first person. Like he was the Roomba vacuum. Oh, okay. And was moving around, you know, and 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 that it's a smart vacuum and that it's programmed to do all this thing and it has a little camera in it and this cam and so the whole thing story was about the all of these smart devices that we have in our homes all linking back to some source okay um yeah of their own the the smart things god (laughs) which is some you know ai program or whatever and the more you think about you know you look around the world and people who are smart have suddenly started calling people who are not so smart npcs and you know useless eaters and all these other things and it's like wait a minute you know they're all human beings right and if you start to think that we live in a simulation or, or a computer metaverse and that these are truly NPCs, then they don't matter because in the right. first person shooter game, you could just shoot them and then, you know, you wouldn't think anything about it because we're all in a computer game. Right. And that's where right. this whole concept is starting to head. I, I, I see yes. more and more people believing that we live in a simulation and that, you know, all this is, some you know created reality and yeah i mean for me the most important measure of you know success or importance with anything is what are the results that i get from believing this what does this allow me to do to help people and what kind of predictive power does this knowledge give me that's really okay. all I care about when I'm researching and studying. If something helps me to get results with people's health and healing, that will tend to be something that I put more energy and time and interest in. If, you know, if something doesn't give me results, then I it's, you know, not as important. Well, and you could leave it out of the recipe, in other words, and you wouldn't change the flavor yeah. of, of the right. pie. Exactly. Exactly. So that's kind of where I'm at with Flat Earth. I'm like, I just think there's better things to do with, with your time. There's a lot of people that need help. And, you know, that's not 
not the like top of the agenda. There's an agenda for them, whoever they are. Sadly, I hate that word, but and there's I do no, too. But I do there's think no it's replacement. No, yeah. I think it's worth investigating because there are things that we know about this them. We know that they love to gather data, right? That is a, yep. a constant in everything they do. There is this relentless need to gather data and they love to experiment because they get more data out of it, right? Right. And inform- we all know information is power. At least that's what they keep, yes. they keep telling us. Yes. So. <laughs> right. Right. And, and all the technology is geared to be able to gather more data and do more experimentation. Well, the, the, the technology, in my opinion, is the focus of the development and innovation of technology is for the control purpose of ga- of not only gathering data but being able to use that data for the right. end goal right right and so and that begs the that's question exactly what, what china has goal? done i'm sorry yeah and it begs, it begs the question what is the end goal right to well, me that the end goal seems to be some sort of Again, obviously control and power, but it also seems to be a selection process. Well, I think that is highly involved in it. And, you know, my mind always goes back to Hunger Games when I I think about that. That, you know, look at look at the concept behind the the whole Hunger Games thing. Okay. So you have all the elites who live in this city. And you have all of the useless eaters that live out in the the quadrants or whatever they called them. The, yeah. The zones, okay. Uh-huh. And then they have the the games, which are used to select the best of the best from each of exactly. the quadrants, right? right? Yeah. And then yeah. they uh-huh. bring those they bring those competitors in, you know, for. Uh, basically to the death competition (laughs) and then, and it was for their entertainment, their bread and circuses. And, but at the end of the day, the elites have no intention of actually allowing any of those people that have already been determined to be useless eaters out in the quadrants um, Mm -hmm. to, to come in and be in the city. I mean, you, you just don't get to, right? These guys have laid their hand out. There's enough of the hand of cards showing on the table. You know, it's like five cards stud. <laughs> and there's, there's, there's cards showing on the table. And we already know what many of those are. Like, they all seem to agree there's too many people on Earth. And they've believed that for quite some time. Like, 50 or 100 years. They've been predicting that there will be too many people and they're all open about it. Even though you could put every single person on earth in the state of Texas with like 1500 square feet per person, just in the state of Texas alone. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody. So how does that too many people? Okay. Well, it's actually not too many people. 
it's just too many useless eaters sucking up the resources. All right. And so they have this, yeah. So they have this elitist idea that, well, if there were less people, then the less people that are left here would have a better lifestyle and wouldn't wreck the earth with, you know, their consumerism. But it's so hilarious when you think about that, that, wait a minute, isn't that what you've been trying to sell us? I mean, why are you still trying to sell us useless crap? I mean, you're making money off of selling all of us useless eaters, useless crap, which it just sucks up all the resources that you so covet. And yet you keep advertising more useless crap to us. And so now they figured out they screwed that up. So now they want to limit what we can have with their whole social credit system and their CBDC implementation and so on, right? Yeah, they still want the slaves. They want the slaves to, you know, produce the stuff they want, but they want they want until they have robots capable of producing everything they want, and then there will be even less use for people. And that's where this selection process comes in, I believe, because I think that this AI agenda and nanotech agenda is about creating cyborgs, creating human machine hybrids. Yep. Otherwise, they wouldn't have started talking about transhumanism, because why would you even bring that up? Exactly. Why would you try to encourage people into transhumanism if... Maybe, maybe at some point they're like, well, we just want to transhumanism for like a decade and then we're just going to upload their brains, personalities, knowledge and understanding into uh, some kind of, you know, computer upload into AI of some kind. And that way we can keep human creativity and innovation and so on. But if we go back to the Satan is the leader of this thing concept, I believe that if we're made in the image of God and God is the creator, then we're made as we're made as creators. Okay. Because we all all look like God because nobody knows what God looks like, but we all certainly don't look like each other either. So this image thing (laughs) is not about visual image. It's about the spiritual image or the creator image or something else. That's the image of God that we represent, right? Totally. Yep. Mm -hmm. If that's the thing that makes us like our creator and Satan is truly, if you believe the story that he's a fallen angel, which I have no reason not to believe it at this point, he's not the same kind of being as we are and is in a different dimension of sorts than we are and so on and so on. So once you start getting into all the paranormal stuff about this, then you start to question, can my mind even come up with what and different entities intentions are? (laughs) I mean, well, what's interesting is if you look at this agenda, everything is about inversion, right? It's all about inverting God's laws. That's what right. Satanism is. The opposite. Yeah. So, every, everything gets 
inverted because God's law is about creation and is, you know, you follow this set of principles and this is what brings life and feeds life. So the inversion of that is to invert God's principles and that brings death and, you know, takes life away. It's like a parasitic type of paradigm. People constantly talk about freedom, 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 but the freedom they're actually talking about is free will. If you understand that that is the one thing that we were uh, given as humans to decide whether we want to worship this God or believe in this God or not, mm-hmm. that if we have the universal law of free will on our side and we get to choose, then that free will is very valuable. And Absolutely. if you want to take away somebody's free will and control them and control their mind and whatever, well, heck, let's just pump them full of nanobots and we'll just fire those babies up someday. And we'll just mind control own all these humans who don't already belong to God. What's interesting about that is it's a progression of thought and culture designed to trick us out of our free will. Yeah. And what's what I find interesting about that is it's almost like Satanism is itself an AI program. Right. Like if you asked AI design a program to design the perfect culture, you know, to <laughs> enslave people and get them to give your free will away, that what would pop out is Satanism. Well, and it I runs mean, like a meme through culture. It gets handed down, you know, intergenerationally until it grows into this massive psychopathic, parasitic, systemic entity like what we see in the world today well it's okay. almost like and i would i would agree with that because also i would also take it to another level and say if this is some kind of a simulation or a construct or some spiritual war battlefield metaverse that we're in that we can't escape from then we're at the mercy of these battling forces and all we get to do is choose sides and that's where our free will comes in although yeah we get to choose what's for breakfast and you know what time we're gonna take a shower and so on like that but if there is such a thing as uh wouldn't be a big jump to say that maybe satan is a big a negative AI. Maybe God's a positive AI and Satan's a negative AI just fall full of malware. Right. I mean, yeah, I don't have a problem with that. That doesn't make me anti-biblical or anti-God or anti-anything else. It actually fits with the biblical overlay as well. It sure does. It doesn't destroy any any biblical teaching. No. And in fact, you know, I think that it's important to really important, it emphasizes the importance of aligning with God and understanding that that is our greatest power. If we're made in God's image and we have free will, we do have a way out of this because God is magnitudes a million times more powerful 
than any AI program or oh most definitely most most definitely of course you're going to have the person over here who's going to say well if God's eternal and God's omnipotent and omnipresent and and omniscient and all that then who created God you know you've already you've heard all of these arguments at one time or another in your lifetime and these debates where you go well, I don't know, and neither do you. And so, you know, maybe God created himself. I have no idea. And maybe there was a blip of code that just, you know, expanded. And, and we don't even know, not we, I don't even know where the concept of AI starts. I'm not a coder. I, I'm not a program writer. I'm not an app writer. I'm none of that. Okay. And I don't know how exactly it works, but I do know that I don't fear it because I consider if there is such a thing as machine learning, um, is it conscious? I, I don't think so. And, and, and maybe if you really want to stretch and get into some really abstract thinking, maybe Satan was an app or a or a program created by God and did get infested with some malware that took over his, his code. And maybe demons are little malbots that are, you know, going around infecting everybody else. And right. so I don't, I, I don't, uh, I, I don't can't even get into that deep of a philosophical question, but at the same time, Somebody figured out how to make nanos, okay? This graphene oxide is is a is a product or byproduct of something else on earth that was already that already existed. Because that's yeah. one thing we do know is if it wasn't here to start with, the 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 ingredients to make something else to create something else if it wasn't here to start with nothing we cannot create anything that did not already exist right sure i mean do you agree with that yeah okay so somebody discovered the you know nanographene oxide from what i understand it's mined from the earth there is a uh, a real one and there's a synthetic one of versions okay just like there's uh, real oil and synthetic oil okay mm-hmm. that comes out of the earth okay so right. somebody somebody dug down and found this and somebody broke it down to its most minute part basically it's one cell organized organism version right and right. then went, hmm, what are we going to do with this? <laughs> now, I don't know about you, but, well, you already said it. If it's not something you can use to make life better or heal someone or make someone else's life better, or or you, you probably aren't interested, right? Yeah. But somebody, caught, somebody hijacked this stuff and tested it and said oh look here it reacts to magnetism people were talking about the shots oh i got my shot and now my arm is magnetic remember that oh yeah okay well 
is that something in the sh is that j the shot or is 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 the magnet stick to your arm or is it because there's nanographene oxide in there which is high is highly magnetic believe me i can tell you've thought a lot about it and i have too i'm not going to stop thinking about it and the more Good. they don't I think people people need to talk about it <laughs> it's well the, it's the more they don't talk about it the more i want to talk about it because i know same here <laughs> It's just like 5G. Remember two years ago when, or two or three years ago when the whole pandemic thing started and and they had been talking about, remember Trump saying, oh yeah, we got to be rushing to get 5G because we got to beat China and we need to get oh, 6G yeah, totally. going and all that, right? And then suddenly, totally. the suddenly when the pandemic started, then suddenly nobody's talking about 5G technology anymore. And yep. it was a big, big topic. And then oh, yeah. while nobody's talking about it, what are they doing? Oh, they're stretching cables and they're, you know, yep. putting infrastructure up as fast as they bloody could. And then they're already talking, they're already implementing 5G all over the place. And yeah, it's going. I think it's a significant factor in the implementation of energizing this nanotech absolutely there's no doubt and i think it's connected the thing with the graphene and its super conductor you know magnetic electromagnetic capacities is that ties into how our electrical bodies function yeah and the fact that we're 70 percent water yeah um, but in particular with our, you know, electromagnetic bodies, that is the interface between our, our body, our physical body and our mental emotional bodies. Right. So that is the key to with mind control is that thoughts and emotions can be remotely transmitted and, um, embedded in people through the electrical body well by so, the way on that bio api data asylum which now has actually been wiped off of the wayback machine which really pisses me off wow. because that i mean for for them to Crazy. wipe it from there but right. one of the pages that was one of the sections that had multiple pages associated with it was about the connectivity of the nanotech and that it was designed to create new brain synapse not just connect to the synapses we already have but to create new neurological synapses and to connect Whoa. the brain with heart which to me that's those two things make a human a human is the yeah. heart mind connectivity absolutely and you can live with your you know you can live with your heart beating with no brain activity hardly i mean minimal right right yeah and so yeah. then you're just like a heart beating meat suit laying there but at the, yeah. at the same time 
if you're making new brain synapses, then the only difference between a natural human brain synapse, organic versus an inorganic one, is one has input from inside and the other one may have connectivity from outside. Uh-huh. Okay? Right. So it just depends on which <laughs> which end is connected, maybe. And whether or not these synapses can backfeed to existing synapses. Because that's all our brains are, is a bunch of synapses. But they're all connected. You know, when someone has a brain injury, it takes years sometimes, like a stroke or or uh, a head injury or something. And, you know, a part of their brain gets damaged. They'll say, well, you know, there's this much percentage that these synapses can grow back or make new connections so that maybe you can learn to speak again or walk again or, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. Uh-huh. That's an internal sys- wired system. Maybe these nanos are connect- creating these synapses in the brain to take control from the, be controlled from the outside because- right. Not everybody's going to want to get a chip in their head or in their hand or whatever the case may be. And you know yourself how much farther ahead the chip technology. I mean, they show those rice, big fat rice sized RFID chips still. And I laugh. I'm like, yeah, right. Sure. Yeah, right. Totally. I mean, these are going to be chips that you cannot remove. Yeah, I mean, I'm already seeing articles and public disclosure now on what they're calling xenobots, which are basically another way of saying biosynthetic robots, nanorobots, basically. So these are nanobots that are part biological and part robotic. Right. They have both both aspects and you're starting to see this phenomena of biosynthetic materials showing up in the macro world as well with the with what's called biosynthetic manufacturing Mm -hmm. so it's using biological processes like the way cells grow and divide to design and grow materials that can be used in the the built setting in architecture or like in clothing you can build or lab clothing yeah like lab grown a lab grown dress right that is made out of you know a certain type of cell and maybe some chitin and then you can put different types of glowing algae in the cells Exactly. So, you know, it has biological features. Oh, you have dug as deep as I have, I swear. The bioluminescence included. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So all these technologies are starting to, you know, get public disclosure, but they've been around for a long time. And it's the same on the nanoscale. There's biosynthetic nanobots that can grow tissues, you know, that can, yeah, tap into your nervous system and your brain. 
and build synapses like you were just detailing. There's yeah, isn't that what part of the whole mRNA technology experiment with the vaccines is about right now, don't you think? I do think so, very much so. And I think there's a lot of experimentation going on with the interaction of different materials and what works best to achieve different objectives, mind control objectives. And I think the bigger picture is, you know, this kind of transhumanist agenda of creating human cyborgs. So many people compare nowadays to the prophecies in the Bible with in the end of days and the end times, it will be as it was in the days of Noah. And one of the things that was happening in on earth, and this is biblical is they were the fallen angels, the Nephilim were hybridizing creatures, right? They were making chimeras. They were making, um, you know, themselves were a cross between two species, these angelic beings and human women and so on. And Uh that was one of the things that God ordered the destruction of the world for was wiping out all of this nonsense that he did not create. And that was messing up everything. And so why would you, if you're Satan, why would you not, repeat the same plot only try something different this time try it just a little different a little different technology and you got all the time in the world to wait because there's obviously a rule book that a law book that satan must know which rules he can break and which rules he can't just like just like the free will thing okay yep if yep. you and I had have truly have free will, we would say no to this nanotechnology. We would say no to the spraying in the skies and putting in the food and the water and the whatever else. We would say no, stop it. I do not I do not give my permission. There's always a back end way around someone not giving you permission, you know, the old well, I'll ask for forgiveness instead of permission, okay? Ha ha ha. I have no intention of asking for forgiveness. I don't know if you've delved down the rabbit holes of all that other stuff like Tartaria and mud flood and uh, all all that stuff. Okay. That people believe that we had technology far superior to what we have today and that it, you know, we had a setback or a reset and so on. Okay. Let's say that happened. Let's say God did that. Maybe there, all this stuff has already happened before and, and God already so. made a reset. I think so. Okay. I think there's so here we are coming in again at, at it from maybe a slightly different angle or whatever. Yes, I think so. Mm-hmm. All right. So I just look at it like this. I'm aware of it. I'm hyper aware of it. I'm hyper aware of the agenda to control people's minds and to control population and to control, even to have the control of life over death. Maybe you didn't directly kill someone by giving them a vaccine, but people are dying. People are starting to understand that there's a connection, whether they want to admit it or not, whether they got a a jab or not, or whether they didn't get one. I don't think we're in a position to be 
point the finger at each other um, no, because people get fooled, people get manipulated, people are gullible. Absolutely. All and of us do. I don't think yeah. anybody should be faulted for that. Although I agree. there are, is a camp and I'm slightly got one foot in that camp of, well, it's because of you numb nuts that we're all getting controlled here. And, you know, you got to find your backbone and you got to start learning some of this stuff and you got to start taking responsibility because you're taking us all down with you. I do have right. a foot in that camp. Sure. And I have been sounding the alarm about this for probably close to five years now, four or five years. And I don't see the percentages growing that much of people who are concerned about this insidious method that may be the trap that they're not paying attention to. They're more worried yeah. about the agenda than they are about right. the method of delivery of the, of the agenda. Right. And yeah, there's a great big mousetrap out there laying wide yeah. open. And if, you know, if you're going to be stupid yeah. enough to walk into it, I mean, I'm going to try to avoid it as best I can, but it's time right. people kind of start to understand some of this stuff. So I try to talk about it in the most simplistic way I can not get all Same. technical and use all those, you know, science jargon, terms. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. the jargon, yeah. the vernacular, and I agree. Well, if it's it's a fine line because if it's too simple, people are like, "That's not scientific enough. You don't know what you're talking about." You right. know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. There is a, I think, a happy medium that there needs is. To be there is. But I did find that very same thing uh, when I started reading about the difference between germ theory and terrain theory, as it's called. Uh -huh. The more I read about the terrain theory, the more I understood it and the more I agree with it. And the more yeah. I, my logic says that if everything was as damn contagious as they act like it is, there, we wouldn't be worried about overpopulation problems. Okay. Right. Because That's as true. we have become more overpopulated and we're living closer to each other in cities and towns and so on, that if everything was as contagious as they say it is, people would be moving out of cities fast as they could. People would be dying, dropping dead in the streets like those fake videos that we saw from China <laughs> at the beginning right. of the pandemic. And, that was so ridiculous. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> I, think the, I think that was the the sort of spoof on we're gonna come up we're gonna come up with a died suddenly thing later, which is what we're going through now. And this is right. the, this is like the uh Babylon B version of the died suddenly, like people falling over, standing there talking from a podium or on the football field, or you know what I'm saying. And yeah. just like I don't believe in all this contagion stuff, and once they admitted that the COVID virus was never actually isolated, all the other stuff I've learned since then, it just supports the idea that so much of what 
everybody is banking their worldview on is just made up bullshit and yeah. and mind control agendas already. These are all mind control agendas. So yeah, wait till the real mind control business gets started when you're walking down the street talking to your friend and suddenly they just go offline <laughs> and become some, you know, start saying stuff that's like not them or doing stuff that makes no sense or whatever. Oh, yeah. That's why we need to be getting this shit out of our bodies now. <laughs> so what are, what are you, what are you looking at as far as, you know, to sort of wrap this up, what are you looking at as, as uh, the best detox methods? Well, my method of healing is very unconventional because okay. I am, why am I not surprised. I'm using the principles of consciousness. I feel like this is what gets left out of all these conversations on okay. health, whether it's terrain theory or, you know, transmission or pathogens or what the missing piece in all of this is the role of consciousness and our beliefs and how our what we believe is actually what determines our experience. Okay, whether it's of healing, or Death, lifestyle, or, anything. I, yeah, all of it. Life, death. Yeah, all of it. All of it. You're. It all comes down to what you believe, and so that is the foundational level that I work with people is changing their beliefs so that they allow a more functional level of health and healing into their reality. That's like the number one. And a lot of it is, you know, our beliefs about the nature of pathogens, which really come down to our beliefs about being vulnerable, about fear, about being manipulated. So I, I change a lot of those beliefs to a more empowering position. And then I, I talk to the body directly. So I use a method of inquiry using muscle testing. So consulting, you know, because your body and consciousness knows stuff beyond your mind. Sure. Right. We, we can tap into other There's levels. All systems of and committees and all kinds of stuff going on in there that we have no idea even. That's right. Exists. That's right. So if you learn to speak the language of the body, you can find out all kinds of information directly by talking to the body. So that's what I do is I ask the body, you know, what's going on, what, what kind of toxins or pathogens are causing problems that I design a protocol to basically get those things out of the body while restoring functionality to the body uh do you have a blog or anything you want to want to tell the who's listening how to maybe look at a read or whatever any of your information sure uh my website is elementalmedic.com okay and i'm uh happy to do a free call with anyone who's interested in you know detoxing and getting this stuff out of their bodies um that's 
primarily what I focus on now with people. I, I, you know, also work with vaccine injured people, um, to get them relief that they can't get from the, you know, normal channels. <laughs> yeah, because they don't want to first they don't want to even admit there is any vaccine injury. So of course they're not gonna right. you know come up with yep. much treatment for it. So exactly. uh, it's gonna have yep. to come from a different avenue, that's for sure. Yeah, it does. And it does if people are willing to step out of that dominant paradigm that says, you know, that you're helpless and your body can't heal and there are no cures. There is a whole amazing, miraculous world of solutions waiting for you. Well, I'm glad you said that because I agree 100%. And even the other method of, and and some people would compare these two, um, the power of prayer and positive thinking and positive Absolutely. belief systems um, yep. and a- asking Absolutely. God to help you and empower you. That's and right. there's all, I mean, That's right. what's it going to hurt all using everything, everything exactly. in your arsenal? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I think the number one thing that people can do to help others is to increase people's belief and understanding in God and the prow- power of prayer. I think that and, is and the that number connection. one thing. Yeah. Yep. That connection Absolutely. that we have a direct line to the creator and we can use it. And in fact, we are, you know, reaching a point in our evolution where I think all of this is happening for that very reason. So that we reconnect and bring God's consciousness into this realm. Well, I mean, there's more and more people every day that certainly seem to be connecting dots to some, a whole lot of end time prophecy. And I know this happens every so many hundred years or 50 years or whatever. And people keep saying, oh yeah, we're living in the end times. But as far as I'm concerned, the cards are stacking up pretty, pretty good that we are in some kind, maybe, maybe it's not end times. Maybe it's some kind of a reset. And I, I think it's curious that they, the world economic forum keeps calling, you know, their agenda, a great reset. Like we're going to be the ones doing the reset or the resetting, not God or not the, you know, right. the creator <laughs> or not the people it's us that are going to do, you know, it's like who asked you for your stupid reset? I, I, I don't. I don't like remember. They're, they're trying. They're always trying to you any committee leader or you know no. or, or or agreeing to any of your agendas or any of that stuff. Where'd you guys even come from anyway? And where? Well, they're always yep. they're always trying to imitate God because they yep. don't have God. So that's they, all they can do is imitate. That's exactly right. And they just keep rebranding themselves because, you know, this is any this isn't any different than the Romans or the Mongols or any of the other people who have come along in the past and tried to reset everybody else. So, yeah. And and wrapping up any any last words, because I want I want to try to keep this under two hours. 
Yeah, no, that's been really great talking to you. I love, we spanned, a, we covered a lot of ground. It <laughs> spanned yeah. a lot of times. So. <laughs> we did. Yeah. I really appreciate great. you uh, taking the time to, to chat with me and to uh, let me pick your brain a little bit. And I, I had no idea. You can, you can testify to this. I had no idea where you were coming from or anything about your background or anything. I just knew that somehow in the few short words that we bandied back yeah. and forth with one another, that <laughs> we, we, we were on some kind of, we were in the same boat going down the same stream. Yeah. And, Maybe got on the boat at different places, but. (laughs) Totally, but on the same wavelength, for sure. For sure. All right. And I enjoyed and I hope we get to do this again sometime. I hope people will go and check out your website and see what information you have. And until soon, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.